Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Pole Position Podcast. Uh, this podcast is going to be reviewing the Spanish Grand Prix, which saw Lewis Hamilton once again take victory in a battle that really saw um, the, the poor strategy decisions made by Red Bull. But we're going to go on to that in, in a few moments. I want to quickly mention, because obviously we did miss the, the Portugal Grand Prix, and obviously Jamie did that as a live stream for the Let's Talk Sport channel uh, with Connor Porter as well. So I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts of the of the, the Portuguese um, Grand Prix as well. In terms of that was, again, Lewis Hamilton taking victory, but I think in that one he was a lot more comfortable in the Portuguese Grand Prix than he was, say, in the Spanish Grand Prix just gone. I can't remember it. <laughs> it's, it. I don't know why, but that race felt like it was a good race. But compared to Spain, it was kind of done and dusted, wasn't it? You, you felt. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was more of an, uh, a response from Hamilton after Imola not going so right for him, even though he finished second after all the incidents he had in that race, which just shows how good he is, is at recovering. But, you know, he... I think he won in Portugal last year as well, yeah. Hamilton. I might be wrong. So, you know, Portimao is just another circuit for him that he could claim that he's won at. And I think he's pretty much won at every circuit available at the moment. Yeah, absolutely right. The reason why I didn't do a podcast for Portugal was simply because, obviously, I thought we'd do them back-to-back with them being a double header. But it was like, well, there wasn't really much to, to discuss in terms of, of Portugal, simply because it was an OK race, like you said, but... It was just a very comfortable win again for, for Lewis Hamilton. Overtook uh, Valtteri Bottas um, with ease as well as, as Max Verstappen and sort of controlled the race from there. So a good few performances, but ultimately it saw Lewis Hamilton come out the, the victor once again. But this one, in terms of the, the Spanish Grand Prix, I mean, it was Max Verstappen's really to lose, and he did lose, but I wouldn't say it was down to his it being his error it was very much Red Bull made the wrong strategy call and you mentioned it during the sort of race review at the end of our live stream on on the Let's Talk Sport channel but yeah just a mix up really and a mistake by the the Red Bull strategy once again really I think I I think there was a clip that they've just recently put on Sky Sports F1's YouTube channel and it's the quote of your car was quickest Um, and I don't know who said it it's between Toto Wolff and Christian Horner but I have a feeling Toto Wolf said it to Christian Horner, and if so, that's just rubbing salt in the wound, isn't it? It's just yeah. kind of going, eh, "We want it, you didn't, <laughs> when it should have been yours." Um, but if that is the case, then yeah, I think Red Bull have absolutely scuppered that up. I mean, the moment Hamilton went in for the pits, I honestly thought within the next lap or two, Verstappen would do the same. It was all, yeah. I think that race was who does it first with that pit stop. And Mercedes at one point just went, look, we've got to pit at some point because these tyres will will die out, which they did. And then Red Bull just kept going and going and going into the sunset for a bit. And after a while, they knew they had to come out of it and, and put that car into the pits. And they just did it way too late. And then late on in that race, with about two or three laps to go, he started off being 24 seconds behind Hamilton in second. And then about near the end, he was closing it to 15 seconds at least, which showed, you know, with fresh new tyres and the pace that that car had, if they had done it with enough laps to go in that race, I think Verstappen would have at least gone onto the straight with Hamilton and at least battled for that lead. I'm not saying he would have won the race, but Red Bull were miles behind today. And I would have thought by now, with the fact that we've talked so much about Red Bull, not just this season, but last season, make bad decisions with their strategy along with Ferrari when they were up there with Mercedes it's just it feels so frustrating to watch that 
Um, I don't know what their tactics were before the race. They might have stuck to it, but Mercedes are just kings at this, and they've done it again, um, which just shows that whatever you throw at Mercedes, they get the job done. And it's uh, you know we've got to take our hats off to them because they are throwing, they are literally throwing anything out of their way to keep their team top of the table. Yeah, I mean we we mentioned it during the stream that obviously. Red Bull made the first move in the pit stops uh, and then what happened was that Lewis Hamilton stayed out a bit longer than we thought he would have done and we were like, oh, have Mercedes made a mistake? You know, a, a, the rare mistake maybe that we've seen from a, from a Mercedes team but what they did was obviously prolong that first um, stint, came out on the second, uh, the, the second set of tyres but again, like you said, weren't on that set long and re-pitted again for another set of medium tyres meaning that they would have fresher ones to track down Max Verstappen and I don't know whether Mercedes thought that maybe Red Bull would make that call a couple of laps later like you said to maybe come in and obviously they might get the jump on him that time round but what happened was that like you said Red Bull didn't make any pit stop until he was overtaken Max Verstappen and then they just put him on a set of softs to get the fastest lap to sort of compensate on that so I mean it, it was a weird one for me that Red Bull like you said didn't make a call that a couple of laps later they would box in and he would come back on. So it was it was a surprise one to me that, like you said, Red Bull didn't make the decision. It was just a, a huge error. Sort of Mercedes lucked themselves into it. And and we mentioned it that the Hungarian Grand Prix a couple of couple of years ago was exactly the same scenario. And Red Bull have fell into exactly the same trap as it were. And Mercedes have got away with uh, 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 got away with it again with the sense that they've just put on a fresh set, tracked him down, and then that was it. <laughs> it's just a mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, I yeah, I I just think sadly we're starting to see the gap get bigger. Yeah. Um, again, we've only had four races and on paper we've still got what nineteen to go. Yeah. Um, which, you know, so shows how long the season can be. But I think you've got to have a good start against Mercedes in a championship, otherwise they will extend because Mercedes have proven time and time again ever since their first championship in 2014 they can last the whole season yeah and be up there red bull i think probably will as well but but will this be them in every race yeah. i think so yeah um you know some cars below them will get upgrades and see if they can close the gap on red bull at least but i think we've got what we're going to have throughout the season um but it all comes down to how many more times can verstappen accept being number two uh, on the podium um, yeah. And this is when you put it up on the channel, which was to look at Verstappen for next season for Mercedes if Hamilton retires this year. But it looks as though Hamilton recently come out and said he might race a bit more longer. So at some point, Verstappen will want to look at it and think, well... If Mercedes offer me that contract, it's going to be hard to say no. <laughs> yeah, especially if the performance... Obviously, we don't know what happens going into 2022. It might be that you know Red Bull have an upper hand, or it might be that Mercedes have a more superior performance going forward. But Hamilton could just smell blood, couldn't he? As soon as he came out <laughs> on them fresh tyres, he could smell there was a wind coming. I mean, I've just read here that Verstappen said he was a sitting duck. Yeah. Um, and he actually defends Red Bull's strategy call, but... Really? I, 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 that's I mean, just look, to keep face it, isn't it that's just to keep face yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's trying to in a way I mean look even if he is saying I don't believe a word he's saying if you ask me <laughs> I think I, I think deep down he will be hurt by that yes. defeat because yeah. that could have made it I keep saying this scoreline which may not mean anything at the moment but 
he could have made it two all with him and Hamilton. Yeah. Um, instead, it's three one now. So, I think if you did that in your first four races, it shows why Red Bull are number two. But I, look, he's going to defend it, I guess, because they're a team. At the end of the day, you know, it's a, it is a team sport. It's not down to one individual. Um, and that's what Jensen Button said years and years ago when he was part of Braun. It's not down to one individual. So I I, I can understand him defending it because it's a long road ahead. But he, he said it was too slow. That's how you sum it up. He said there's not much else to really discuss. I tried really everything to manage it as good as I could, uh, looking after tyres and stuff, but it's just not enough when behind you. Uh, they're just pushing you, and you see there's clearly a bit more pace. But... Look, I'll say this now, as I said before, those last few laps when he did the pit stop, he was catching up on Hamilton, but just didn't have enough laps. So, yeah, I can't. I can see what he's saying, but I have to disagree. Yeah, I think, but I think they only made that call because they knew they weren't going to catch him once Hamilton had overtaken him. So they were like, oh, yeah. well, well, we'll have to pit him now just to get fastest laps. So, I which think at least they got, at least yeah. they got. Because imagine yeah. if Prez had stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have got the point for the wrong it. driver. Yeah, yeah, but obviously going to Lewis Hamilton, 98th victory now in Formula One. And I think it says here fifth straight win at the circuit. So obviously being dominant at the Barcelona circuit over the last few years. But yeah, 98th victory, 100 poles he got on Saturday, his yeah. 100th pole position. I mean, he's he's you know obviously breaking all the records going far forward. But yeah, that was I don't want to say it was a gifted victory because obviously he had to chase Max Verstappen down. But I feel like it was very much more a mistake from Red Bull that gave Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes maybe the 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 sniff of a victory, should I say? Yeah, I think I mean that 100's coming in the next few weeks. I think, um, yeah. which to to end your career with at least potentially eight world championships. 100 race wins and 100 pole positions at least that's just mad yeah um that really is the new benchmark of you know when schumacher i mean it was mad to think back then we would say michael schumacher had 91 race wins um which just shows how consistent you have to be and how much time you have to put in it to be at the top so you know credit where it's due for for lewis hamilton and again he just he just has that standard of if he doesn't win the race he'll get second or you know regardless he doesn't stop he doesn't stop even if the car isn't supposed to win on those circuits and that's why he's got those race wins because he's believed in the car and himself to still get the result that his team want in the garage but yeah it's so it's a phenomenal achievement when he gets there and he'll get there i'll be surprised if he doesn't get two more race wins in his career that's a cakewalk that would be a huge shocker, wouldn't it, if he didn't get them final two races? Stops on 99. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, obviously mentioning them too, obviously they were in a class of their own, really, doing their own race. Valtteri Bottas very much trundling along on his own. Uh, there was one point, like you said, where Charles Leclerc, we'll mention Charles Leclerc quickly in a minute, but um, Valtteri Bottas was overtaken by Charles Leclerc on the first lap and just couldn't get past him. It was another no. bit of a dismal, dismal performance from Bottas. Obviously, like you said, gets the most important thing for Mercedes where he gets the third place and gets the points. But for him personally, another very terrible performance really, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Just in the sense that if he Normal still believes... That, yeah, if he still believes that you know he's... He is, in his own eyes, still fighting for this championship. He was nowhere near the other two, was he? So. No, no. But, but, but when do we ever talk about Bottas being a racer? I've said this so many times where, yeah. you know, he's a number two driver and he's a good team driver. Hence why you'll see Toto Wolf backing him and supporting him despite what the media said on Friday, which was, you know, rumours of 
Mercedes thinking of replacing Bottas midway through the season uh, for George Russell. So the fact that Total Wolf's already put those claims down and under the carpet to say we have no intentions of doing that to Bottas shows, well, at least you're sticking to a system that's not broken. You know, yeah. why fix it? There's no yeah. point. Um, and, and I think that's why Total Wolf will forever, I'm sure will have a lot of respect for Bottas for just being consistent in terms of at least being the guy that's up there to collect those secondary points and to help this team win so many constructors. Look, I'll say this now for Bottas. At least he'll have a CV to say he was part of the best team in those oh, yeah. years. So he's another Rubens Barrichello, and I, I joke about it uh, uh, when the, <laughs> when you hear it, but he is. He, he, he'll never get to another. He'll never get to a world championship. Um, he just doesn't have it in it in him to do it. I don't think. Um, yeah. the Imola incident was unfortunate in a way I, I don't think that was his fault I f- still think that was more Russell's I just think that with, with Bottas th- like I said there's just no racer racer in him when do you ever see him go up against Leclerc or Hamilton and beat them or Verstappen I mean send me the video clips if he has because <laughs> I can't remember no and you know I'm a Bottas fan but I can't really think of them as either <laughs> there's nothing that's really popped into my head that well no. that was a great overtake from, from Bottas so no I absolutely agree and like I said it was a bit of a it was a very distant third really it was only when like Verstappen did his um, sort of pit stops again but even then he, he went off into the distance I know he was on the soft tyres but he was more chasing Hamilton down than Bottas was keeping up pace with him so yeah kind of a weekend to technically forget even though for, for Bottas even though he did get the points for Mercedes uh, yeah. now both this this driver we both gave as driver of the day during the live stream but uh, the live stream but Charles Leclerc for Ferrari I mean they had some shockers last year but this was a great performance by both because they were both ended up in the points with Carlos Sainz as well but just a great overall performance by Leclerc wasn't it managed to keep ahead of, of Valtteri Bottas um, and then just did a solid performance throughout obviously came in fourth place Bottas should beat, beat him in the end but yeah great performance from him and Ferrari this weekend I think that might have been a sign from Leclerc to say to Red Bull and Mercedes that if you don't pick up the pace we'll we'll get those podium spots um, we'll see if it happens throughout the season but you know, the Claire hasn't won a race since uh, Monza 2019, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, it's been a while uh, in terms of the actual F1 uh, community. It's a long time since since that since that race win. So um, I think that's good from the Claire. It's just a, like I say, it's a good reminder because he is one of the best drivers on the on the circuit in terms of the the young generation taking over, along with Verstappen and. Uh, and uh, Gasly and Ocon and all that, so it's 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 good to see. I mean, it's not got the pace though, has it? The Ferrari, it hasn't really. Again, though, this is the battle for third, isn't it? You, you feel? Yeah, yeah. Um, with McLaren, with McLaren yeah. exactly, and and I think really that is the one battle to always keep an eye on on these race days. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, good overall performance by Ferrari, but obviously McLaren as well. Get, I think they got two. Um, drivers in the points um, Daniel Ricciardo probably had his strongest race so far this season beat Lando Norris this this time around in Spain um, and uh, you know managed to do a few overtakes overtook um, Carlos Sainz as well who, who obviously a, a home hero but with it being his home Grand Prix but uh, yeah solid drive from Daniel Ricciardo considering Norris has technically been the better of him from the start of this season so far I think no, that's fair isn't it you know I, I'd always yeah. say give someone 10 races at least to get used to the the car maybe and the, and the team around you but but you know, Ricardo, he gave Perez a bit of a, a challenge, didn't he? You know, he, he, Perez did take over him at the end, mm. 
but you know Ricardo kept staying up there ahead of him and just did his bit to try and get as high as he could. Um, uh, uh, you see, this is the thing. Like Ricardo, Lando Norris had quite a weird weekend. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm sure he won't take it too badly because he's going to have one or two of those weekends. I think this season, but I think he'll take it because he's had a great start. Um, you know, he was third in the championship ahead of this weekend, yeah. so yeah. it's not a bad, not a bad, uh, not a bad thing to go on when you're ahead of at least one of the Mercedes drivers <laughs> and a Red Bull driver. So, well done to him on that. But yeah, Daniel Ricciardo looks more comfortable but he's just one of those he's an outsider he'll have these kind of performances we don't talk much about because he's that kind of driver um but again i you know what i figured daniel ricardo i still find him a bit of an overrated driver i think he's in his true colors of a team that's decent but he won't make that team a race winning team yeah if you want my thoughts on that and 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 sergio perez I mean, obviously, we all know you're a Sergio Perez fan in terms of his performance this weekend. I mean, obviously, made up a few places, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it wasn't you know it wasn't the best thing, especially when you you know obviously we mentioned Valtteri Bottas, but for the team in terms of Mercedes, did get the points that were necessary, whereas maybe Red Bull were missing out once again on that second Red Bull car. I think it's 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 I think from what I'm seeing from Perez this season, it's qualifying not great, it's yeah. racing spot on, which yeah. is just improving his qualifying position ahead of the in the race but his qualifying is just not good enough i mean we were both watching it on saturday when he did his last lap in q3 and even though his sectors were green but those were just personal bests and you just think he's still nowhere near his first um, lap he spun round didn't he so he had to do yeah and he, he didn't have a, a first time in q3 because yeah. he had that incident so he had to do it was just a one lap really in, in q3 in the end wasn't it so it is down to him you know it's not like it's a team problem he's got to make sure he can get the car around the track without having to restart it so yeah yeah i think for prez he's he's doing all right i think he's he's just it's his race performances that are keeping him okay at the moment mm. but i think at some point he needs to get his qualifying pace going if he can get it better um because you you you, you, you the best scenario you'd want for red bull is to get both your drivers in the top 4 ahead of a race yeah um and then just hope that Come the end of the race, you've still got both of them in the top four, top four at least, to keep that gap slim between you and Mercedes. Yeah, and I think they missed out a bit of that, considering like Mercedes with their strategy this time round. Obviously, Bottas coming in third with the extra points um, for the team. Like I said, Nando, uh, Lando Norris finished uh, P8, uh, first time outside the top five this season, so uh, he'd be a little bit disappointed with that. But you know, considering that's just a, how well of a start he's had so far this season. Alpine's Esteban Ocon um, and obviously Alpha Tauri's Pierre Gasly rounding off the final points. Now there's a bit of a fighting going on for for the uh, sort of final points position. There was Fernando Alonso fighting in there, Sebastian Vettel, Lance Stroll, um, uh, Pierre Gasly as well. There was a little bit of a, a tussle. There was a bit of a traffic jam going on at one point during the race because they were all eyeing up for that position. I think they were holding up Valtteri Bottas at one point because uh, Alonso and Stroll were having a bit of a tussle <laughs> during that, that, that point. But in terms of Esteban Ocon, it was mentioned in the chat though that somebody thought that he was having uh, the driver of the day in terms of his performance um, good solid performance and again out beating Fernando Alonso I think yeah uh, it, it's it's weird because Ocon is last season Ocon had a weird season didn't he it was yeah. it was it was kind of like you forgot he had disappeared for a year so you kind of missed him and then he came back you went oh yeah Ocon's still around <laughs> but this season he's 
Yeah, yeah, Alpine. I think their any good race result for them is to be in the top ten. I think because they're competing with Aston Martin. I'd say that's their rival. Yeah. And McLaren and Ferrari are above them. Um, but any positions that they can get in the top ten obviously gets them that advantage over the teams around them in the constructors. And I think for Ocon, yeah, he's making Alonso look like the secondary driver at the moment. But because at the moment Alonso's struggling to get top ten, which we always remember in his McLaren days especially McLaren Honda days, Alonso would have a car that would make he would make look even better. Yeah. But we're not seeing that at the moment um, with Alonso. So, again, of course, he did have a year out of F1. Well, no, two years, sorry, out of F1. So there's that to remember. Um, but, yeah, I think at the moment, I think they might focus more on Ocon. But he is French, and it's a French team. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that helps them a bit. But, uh, yeah, Alonso, early days... But I think Alonso, hmm, the fact that it's mad to see him and Vettel fighting in the bottom ten and not the top ten. Um, quickly mention George Russell. Obviously, there was one point. Uh, there was one point in the race where he was in that tenth position. Then it went to eleventh, uh, and then he trundled back down to fourteenth place. But again, good qualifying result from George Russell. But the car obviously isn't really capable in the race, is it? Of, of you know, keeping that up, of, of staying in the points position in Williams at the moment. So. Yeah, it always feels like when he gets into the points, it's too early. <laughs> yeah, and then he's peaked. It's, always, it's like you're trying to sit down on a sofa, but it keeps pulling away. <laughs> That's him with the points. It's like, I'm here. Oh, it's moving again. It keeps sliding <laughs> backwards, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. can't sit down it, properly. It's like, something's go- it's like you're trying to chase something upstairs, but it just keeps going upstairs. It's like, when does this end? Yeah. When do I get to the finish line? But no, I... George Russell is pushing that car to its limits, and that, that's that's a proper racing driver. In terms of Giovinazzi, then, because obviously he had a well, pit stops in general in this Spanish Grand Prix were a bit slow, weren't they, uh, for all the teams? But <laughs> I think Giovinazzi was beating beating everybody with his forty second pit stop. I mean, it looked oh like they came God. out. I don't know if they realised they maybe had Kimi Raikkonen's tyres, or one of them had a puncture, so they the, 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 they were all running back in, and Giovinazzi was just sitting there with no wheels on his car. And um, yeah, I think it was around 35 seconds for his for his actual pit stop, like stationary. Um, so yeah, not a great well, day. And that was a couple of laps in, I think, wasn't it? After the safety car. Um, well, so yeah, yeah, race was ruined from there, wasn't it? <laughs> what 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 made me laugh was the was the fact that it was quite interesting because normally the cameras are on the car when they do the pit stops and they're gone straight away. Yeah. But because they had to record them going back into the pit into the garage it looks so empty didn't it the yeah. garage you don't <laughs> yeah. you forget like the moment they all go out of there there's nothing in the <laughs> garage the cars aren't there and you've, oh it looks so empty which just that was the one thing i was realizing from that but all you had to do was put comedy charlie chaplin music in the background you know you just see people running around like oh my god we messed this up um yeah that that looked really bad i felt sorry for them because i would have been sweating and nervous and thinking, good God, whose fault is this now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, all of them were a bit slow, weren't they? I think Max Verstappen was 4.2 seconds, and when Red Bull normally do sub-two-second pit stops, all of them in general, I don't know if it was the heat on the gun, or it didn't look that hot there. Uh, sunnier than it is in the UK at the moment, and probably warmer yeah. <laughs> in Barcelona. But, yeah, all the pit stops were a bit weird. Um, quickly... Quickly go on to Haas. I mean, it, it's the same thing. Nick, uh, Mick Schumacher ahead of Nikita Mazepin. Both of them two laps down. I mean, we say this every week. The least we say about Haas really, the better, isn't it? But obviously Mick Schumacher yeah. is still ahead of uh, Nikita Mazepin. 
Um, but yeah, Yuki Tsunoda was the only retirement in the, the race. I think he only managed six laps. And parked his parked his car on uh, the new turn layout for the uh, for yeah. turn ten on the the, the the Barcelona circuit, but yeah, it looked like an electrical issue or the car just sort of turned off, and obviously that caused the the only safety car to come out as well. So had a bit of a dismal qualifying session as well. For coming, went out in Q1, uh, and then yeah, only managed six laps in this this race. Not a great weekend for for Yuki Tsunoda, really, was it? No, he's having a tough start. He's having good moments, then it's not ending. Well, which sadly people will remember the end result and not yeah. how you do during the races or qualifying. So he crashed in Imola as well, didn't he? In qualifying, so. he did. He did. But um, look, early days still. I'll keep saying that to some drivers, and I think you know it, it, you can't compare him with Gasly when Gasly's been doing F1 for what three, four years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a big difference. Um, yeah, actually, this is his fourth season. So um, I, I think when you compare the two, that's not very fair. Um, and I think for Sonado, I think for him it's to just finish a race but if there's any top 10 moments that he can get then I think that's a boost for him Um, but you know his fourth race ever in F1 let's give him time yeah, no, exactly. And in terms of driver of the day, obviously we mentioned Charles Leclerc earlier. Are you sticking to that now with the podcast still? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Got yeah. to be. I would have said prayers, but uh, he got that last week. <laughs> you can't give it to him every week, JB. You can't I want give it to. to him every week. <laughs> I want to. Um, quickly look at the, the driver standing. Obviously that, that win for Lewis Hamilton helps him immensely in the the uh, driver standings he now sits at 94 points max verstappen obviously got that fastest lap as well uh, with the second place so is uh, 14 points behind lewis hamilton now valtteri bottas is down in 47 points in third place so lewis hamilton on 94 his teammate bottas on 47 not a great start to the season for valtteri bottas uh, lando norris still in fourth well he dropped down actually uh, but he's in fourth position now Sean leclerc would uh, obviously that great um, drive today and, and obviously getting our driver of the day sits just one point behind him in fifth position Sergio Perez uh, in sixth with only 32 points Daniel Ricciardo seventh uh, Carlos Sainz in eighth uh, Esteban Ocon ninth and Pierre Gasly rounding off the top 10 in terms of the driver standings and then in terms of Mercedes obviously like we said the uh, the, the pit strategy obviously for, for Lewis Hamilton to win the race and obviously Bottas to come in third place sees Mercedes top with 141 points Red Bull racing with 112 they really need um, Sergio Perez to help out in terms of their point scoring. McLaren Mercedes yeah. are ahead of Ferrari at the minute, and like you said, it's going to be a tight battle. McLaren are only ahead of Ferrari by five points now. So like you said, that third place is, is really something to be looking at this season, Jamie, isn't it, with uh, McLaren and Ferrari? Yeah, I think it's, it's sadly I'd like to see them both going for it at the top, yeah. uh, like the old days of Schumacher versus Mika Hakkinen. But uh, no, there's, there's a good battle there, uh, and I think... You're going to have good, bad weekends with those two teams because one moment uh, Charles Leclerc is doing it for them or the next minute it's Daniel Ricciardo doing it for McLaren. So, you know, four great drivers on paper. Um, And the fact that they're your mid-table drivers for those two big teams, it's very exciting. Yeah, and obviously there's a big, big gap. Obviously, like I said, Ferrari and McLaren on 60 and 65. Alpine uh, in fifth place below them, but with 15 points. Alfa Tauri in sixth with te- just 10 points. And Aston Martin in seventh with only five points. Just think of where Racing Point were last year and yeah. where Aston Martin are this season. Not been great so far for Aston Martin. Alfa Romeo, Williams and Haas all have zero points or nil point in terms of Eurovision. Thank you very much, Jamie, um, for, for being on 
on the the podcast. Like I said, we'll, no we'll, we'll be putting a, a clip up as well during um, during the week on the Let's Talk Sport channel. But like I said, if you're listening on on Apple Podcasts, thank you very much, obviously, for listening and and, and subscribe um, to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you're listening uh, via us. We will be doing more videos during the week on the Pole Position YouTube channel, and of course, be doing all the the race live streams on the Let's Talk Sport channel as well, where we're hoping to do. Obviously, there's MotoGP as well. So if you're interested in the motorbikes, you'll be obviously doing MotoGP. We're going to be trying that out this coming week as well, or this coming weekend. And we are looking at the W Series as well. Obviously, there are eight races of the W Series during the uh, season, and they're all intertwined with the F1 weekends. Uh, eight rounds. Uh, the first one is at the French Grand Prix weekend, so that will be interesting to see as well. But yeah, thank you very much, Jamie, for being on the, the podcast. Welcome. Um, a great um, sort of Spanish Grand Prix, uh, and obviously Lewis Hamilton takes victory with an issue really from, from the Red Bull strategy team to stop Max Verstappen winning that race. But yeah, we'll see. Come Monaco, which is the next race, how that all fares. Like I say, it's normally what happens in qualifying is what happens in the race, but we'll see if this year's anything to go by. So thank you very much for listening and for watching, and we will see you all in the next episode. Take care. See you soon.